0: Season 1, Episode 5, A Failed Partnership. Written by Becky (music) Sabetta. On July 14th, 2017... The world as we Earthlings knew it changed forever, though no one realized it at the time. It was one of the clearest nights that the sprawling neighborhoods of Kirkfield, Connecticut had seen all summer. Some even said that they could see other planets. But that night, they saw a shooting star. NASA hadn't predicted it. No local stargazing groups had, either. It wasn't even predicted by the planetarium. Still, it quickly filled up local Instagram feeds and showed up on the news the next day only to be long forgotten by the time school rolled around in the fall. But anyone who knew anything about astronomy knew that there was something special about this shooting star. Because while it streaked across the sky like a shooting star, there was one major difference. It was bright purple. And shooting stars are rarely bright purple.
1: Entry number 821. I've made a mistake. Really, really big mistake and I don't know if I'll ever be able to forgive myself for it. Nat had always said keeping the pod connected to the ship was a bad idea, that if I kept them connected, it would someday come back to bite me in the butt. She never said how. Neither of us ever thought it would be something serious, but Nat is right. It's someday, it's it's far worse than either of us could have ever guessed. I think something happened when I was experimenting with the pod last night, I didn't see the notification until this afternoon, but it did something to the ship. The cloaking went down. I don't know for how long or why it did twice, but... Ned and I always talked about what we do in a situation like this, but I never thought we'd have to follow through with it. It's still too soon to say for certain what happened. It might just be a false alarm, but the first chance I get, I'm severing the connection between the ship and the pod. I can't risk it happening again.
0: September 28th, 2019 Dear Diary, I went back to the ship today. I did what I said I would. I didn't tell anyone about the ship yesterday. It felt so... surreal. It felt like it couldn't possibly be true. If I said something about it, I was afraid that I would come back to find that it had only been a figment of my imagination. I... I didn't want Mom and Reem to worry. And I didn't want to scare Oliver off. The past month has been magical. We've done something outside of school every single week. And he always makes sure I don't feel alone at school. I don't want to go back to how things were before. It was still there when I went today. I was prepared this time. I brought my camera and notebook. The Polaroids are hidden in my desk. And the notebook is closed beside me. I filled more pages in there than I ever have today. I don't want to jump to conclusions. The ship is a crumbled mass of strange metal. Anything that would have helped me to determine its design has been lost. But if I go off of the way, the metal is spread out around the center. It almost looks like a flying saucer. (sighs) I told the story before, back when I first saw the ship. But I think I need to tell it again if I want this to feel real. Two years ago, there was a surprise shooting star. I didn't have any social media back then. I still don't. But Mom had an account that she used to keep in touch with her high school and college friends through, and she told me that everyone was talking about it that night. Mom's from Kirkfield. Dad... Dad was too. But like Mom... The majority of her friends stayed in this area. They saw the shooting star, too. It was a bright purple one. They all thought it was rare and special, but I... I never had a chance to think of it that way. We had just gotten a telescope a few days earlier. I had just finished setting up the telescope when I saw something out of the corner of my eye. It was the brightest, most brilliant light I had ever seen. Standing outside in front of our house that day, I got the strangest feeling that my life was about to change forever. Maybe it was the beauty of what I saw. I... I don't know. It looked like a shooting star. But I just knew that shooting stars weren't purple. We had gone to the planetarium at the end of 8th grade. I knew it couldn't be a shooting star. So I looked into the telescope. Even though it didn't seem like a shooting star, it was fast like one. The timing was just right. If I had looked any later or sooner, I wouldn't have caught a glimpse of what flew across the sky that night. It wasn't a shooting star. It was an alien spaceship. I know it was. It was on fire then. The flames were purple. I know that sounds impossible, but that's the color everyone said that the shooting star was later. As it shot across the sky, I could see the outline of a saucer past the flames. I... I thought it was my eyes playing tricks on me. But when I tried looking up what I saw online, I couldn't find anything that matched its description. I couldn't find an explanation for why I saw it so clearly. I tried asking other people about it when school started. But no one had seen what I saw that night. No one seemed to even care. I... I never outright said I thought I saw it that way, but I'm sure people were able to guess. High school... High school was supposed to be different. It was supposed to be my chance to start over new. I was going to fit in this time around. I was going to wear the right clothes, get the right apps, and talk to the right people. But when I saw the ship... I... I don't know. It was like I found my calling. I can't describe it. I just felt like I had to figure out what I had seen that day. I wanted an explanation. But no one could give me one, so I started to make it myself. That's when I started to get serious about recording diary entries. And it's when I started keeping notebooks. I've already filled two notebooks of information on astronomy and supposed alien encounters. I'm... I'm scared. I'm worried that if I tell someone about this, it'll just turn out to be a figment of my imagination. I haven't even told Dream or Mom about this, and I tell them everything. But the wreckage looks like what I saw that day. It's a flying saucer. It's just like what happened at Roswell. I, I never thought I'd find something like that, something so definitive. But this is real. I can feel it in my gut. I can finally stop doubting myself. The next step is going inside. All I have is the design of the ship, and even that's uncertain. If I really want to prove this to other people, and to myself, I need to find proof of whoever brought that ship here. I, I need to find the alien that piloted it. I'm... I'm just afraid that the alien won't be alive. The crash looked bad. And I'm not sure how even an alien could survive something like that. But maybe aliens are tiny armored people who are used to impacts like that? No, that sounds silly. Even for aliens. But there's so much I don't know. I should tell Oliver about this. I have proof. I don't have to worry about him not believing me. We we might even be able to look at the ship together. He enjoyed the trip to the planetarium. He would enjoy this too, wouldn't he? I don't know how my mom would react to this. There's no way that Reem can come to see it either. But I think it would feel less daunting if I went there with a friend. And I want that friend to be Oliver.
1: Our arrival on Earth was anything but secretive. When I checked the reports later, it was said that a meteor came crashing through the atmosphere in a brilliant streak of light over town. If not a meteor, it was a shooting star. Most people thought of it just as that, a beautiful and possibly destructive act of nature. That's what Nat and I wanted. Whenever we were asked about it, we'd say that it had to be that, that it couldn't be anything else. After all, what would it have been? We're supposed to be two normal people. We're not supposed to think that a meteor was an alien spaceship hurtling towards an unfamiliar world. But not everyone wants to be normal and not everyone can stop themselves from thinking about the possibilities. Theories started springing up online in message boards here and there that the shooting star had been an alien ship. A few of the arguments for it were totally off, but others had reason behind their arguments. Uh, if one of the less... There, people, finds the ship. I don't think anything bad would happen. But if someone else does, someone who can put two and two together, and can calmly explain why, then Nat and I would be in more trouble than we ever thought was possible. Maybe if I go to sleep now, it'll seem like things aren't as worrying tomorrow when I get up.
0: I tried calling Oliver. I. I tried telling him about the ship. I really did. I was going to show him the pictures the moment the call ended. I would have run all the way to his house to show him. I would have shown him my notebook on the way to the ship. And we could have talked about our theories until we finally reached it. I would have shown him what I discovered. Oliver didn't want to talk. Lucy and him were doing something together, and he didn't, he didn't believe me. Oliver didn't believe me. I I had proof this time. I could show it. It wasn't like when I saw the crash. That was just wishful thinking. This is proof. That should have made him believe me. Right? Maybe I should have brought up the ship first. I shouldn't have tried talking about seeing the crash. He must have known. Should have known. But he sounded so... I don't know. thought Oliver was different. I... I guess this is just something for me to discover. Then... I'll let Reem know about the ship after I go there again. Reem... Reem said to be careful. Back when Oliver and I first went to the planetarium... He's been eager to hear everything about our friendship, but I knew he always thought it would turn out bad. I've always just thought Reem has trouble trusting other people, but... Maybe Reem was right. Maybe my friendship of Oliver was too good to be really true. I have proof of what I've always looked for. I have no one to share it with now.
1: Extraterrestrial is an indie podcast written and produced by Becky Sabetta. Becky also voices Charlie Hart. Benedict Pavlovsky provides the voice for Codex. All music in this episode is by Becky Sabetta, and the podcast art is courtesy of Becky Sabetta. Episodes are posted on the first Saturday of every month on Buzzsprout, YouTube, and wherever else you access your podcasts. Check out more about Extraterrestrial and the work that went into it on its Instagram at extraterrestrial.podcast. You can also find similar content over on its Tumblr at extraterrestrialpodcast.tumblr.com. Thank you for listening.